0: You are now listening to Femme Regard Podcast with Tessa Markle and Carolina Alvarez.
1: Mmm, Fem.
2: Hi, Fem Fam. Hi, guys. I don't know how I'm going to start this. <laughs> guys, I'm not used to doing this. Don't, let me, do the don't <laughs> let me do the intros. Don't let me do the intros. No, Tessa put me on spot today because we're having two of our favorite people on the show today to talk about SYNC because they're our associate director, Sabine Kawaji, and our cinematographer, DP, David Lee, here to talk about what it was like to go through pre-production to production, um, you know, going over the shots and how we were able to communicate together and make SYNC or make SYNC, <laughs> yeah. make the film. And it was just great because as Tessa points out in the show that, you know, we have talked about sync and the making of sync ourselves, but it was nice to hear from the two people that was really our right hands on set, our eyes, our ears, and how they navigated um, certain moments and just how they felt about doing their first feature as well.
0: Yeah. And in this episode, you guys kind of get to hear a lot of the, like camaraderie, I guess is the word I want to use, you know, and how much, how important it was that like, we weren't just working with people that knew what they were doing, that were good at what they were doing, but that also really cared about the project and really cared about us (laughs) and working with us and just how important all of that is. Like, you know, obviously you want people who are good at what they do, of course, but That's not even the most important thing sometimes, you know, sometimes it really is just that that relationship and how you work together, because you got to think, you know, you're on set for 12 hour days for for us, 11 days in a row for most films, like several weeks. You know, that's a lot of time to spend with someone when you're exhausted and trying to get all of this accomplished. Like it really matters that you vibe with somebody on set and you can have fun with them because you don't want to be miserable for all of those hours.
2: No, we couldn't have been happier to have selected these two wonderful human beings to be on set. Um, they helped further our mission, as Tessa said, having the right energy because it it just really makes or breaks your day, you know, to for all of us to rely, to joke. Like, literally, we can throw jokes all the time, but then be serious and, you know, get the work done. So... I'm I'm so happy to have had them, to have our team, um, and we just get into it. So I hope you guys enjoy, have some takeaways on how we we're able to, like, get prepped, um, because preparation was everything for us to do this feature in 11 days and um, and have a good time with it. So I hope you guys enjoy, and let's go. Let's go. Charlotte's party. Let's
1: go. Charlotte's party. Let's go. And-
2: Oh no, we're so excited to like bring you both on the show today. I thought it'd be everything that I had outlined, just be able to talk about what we all went through from pre-production through to production Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, just share a bit more about how you guys went, how it, how it impacted you and, and anything you've learned or, you know, things that you know, maybe we can we can prepare better next time. But it I think overall I was so, so happy to have you both on my team, by my side, and like and I mean Tessa was just like, Yeah, you guys are killing it.
1: <laughs>
2: so and no, I I just was so, so happy to have you both. Um and I, I personally couldn't have been Prouder of us and the hard work we did. I mean, we wouldn't have been able to accomplish what we did without you guys. Yeah. So I'm I'm super, super grateful. And I'm glad that both of you were able to stay busy. I mean, for us all, the strike started right like two days before Sync was going to be in production. I remember Sabine, you came down and we're like, like we could have been not going had we not been union. So yeah, super, super grateful that. You know, as independent, as independent filmmakers were able to make it work and like, you know, we have our own struggles, but that I could not be more grateful that we were able to continue with production because mm-hmm. we worked so hard. And I can't imagine for all those other projects that had to go on hold, like, I I could not imagine the heartache of not being able to move forward with something that you worked so long and hard for.
0: Yeah. Because especially at that point, like everything is paid for, you know, your people are scheduled, your locations are booked. Like we would
2: have lost thousands of dollars had Mm -hmm. we had to put it on hold. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. So, um, shout out. We made sync. And um, let's welcome you you both on the show. Um, Today, fam, we have Miss Sabine Kawaji, our associate director for SYNC, our feature film, and our cinematographer, DP, David Lee, on the show today. Thank you both for joining us. Um, Welcome on the show. Some of us are return guests. Some of us are new at this. Let's start with Sabine. Introduce yourself. Talk to us a little bit about your journey. and. How you met us.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, my name's Sabine. I'm a director, writer, and showrunner, future showrunner, hopefully. Um, and I've been working on, like, I worked in the music industry for five years, kind of thing, and then switched into the film industry. Um, and now I'm focusing more on narratives and, like, short films, features, and television is kind of my primary focus now. Um, and the way I met you two, um, I did a podcast interview with Emmergard like three over three years ago, um, and then it went really good. And then we just kept in contact over Instagram. And then every time I go to LA, we would like catch up, somehow yeah. like brunch or whatever. And then we became besties, and then sync happened. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that made our bond even stronger too, which was great. Like, I felt like yeah, we all got closer after that too. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that about our podcast that like, it really does bring people together, whether it's us with the guests or even guests with each other. Like we've worked with several people that have been on the pod now. And even the ones that we haven't been able to work with yet, just yeah. getting to like, keep in touch and support each other. Like, it's so cool. It's
2: it's, <laughs> it's really my favorite cool. part. <laughs> and that just shows like when community is just built on something, like we really were able to find people like you Sabine and keep that relationship. It wasn't like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, thanks for being on a show. There's like that whole consistency that I find Mm -hmm. to be so important. And I'm so grateful that people like you have come into our life and that, as Tessa said, that we're able to like grow and actually work and learn together. And I just know when I was trying to think who would be my right hand it was just like you just kept coming to mind. I was like, I just feel like she's it. Like we've never done anything. She's from Canada. I don't know if she wants to come Canada. down to LA, but I just was like, Sabine's it. Sabine's gonna be my girl. Like we're gonna do this, and because and I feel like once we started, we just kept yeah. like talking every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we're like, okay. <laughs> So yeah. I'm I'm super grateful and like, welcome back to the
1: show. <laughs>
3: Thank
2: you for having me.
1: Yes. David Lee, our number one hype man, introduce <laughs> yourself. Let's go. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Yeah, my name is uh, David Lee. I'm a cinematographer local to the Los Angeles area. Uh, I've been freelance as a cinematographer for... Uh, almost like seven years now Uh, everything from commercials to uh, branded content uh, to your run-of-the-mill you know medium large size corporate videos things like that Um, i've shot ads and commercials for uh, walmart for lowe's uh, nintendo um, large brands toyota pipe beast um, and then on top of that narrative Mm -hmm. has always been like in the forefront it's why I got into all this stuff in the first place, you know, filmmaking as a whole. Um, so I've been fortunate to be able to take uh, films that I've directed and, and DP to film festivals and to have uh, one at uh, some of the larger uh, ones in the world. So, you know, we're just going to we're keeping on that track. And, and eventually, you know, it'll be it'll be Sundance and it'll be uh, Cannes and and TIFF and all the big ones. So
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll just step in. And say how I met the lovely David, and how he got brought
1: on to sink. Oh yes! What? Wait, do you want me, do you want me to, or are you going to tell it?
2: <laughs> you 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 want to take it? Okay. Talent? Well, okay. We'll, it. We'll,
1: we'll tag team. We'll tag team. So I was I was I was on I a shoot. Watch. We'll tag team. So I was uh, okay. I'll start. I'll start it. I was on a shoot with one of my best friends and really great uh, cinematographers, Luke DeJoris. I've known him since the beginning of, of like my journey, and we always collab. We always mm-hmm. work together, and uh, we were we were on a shoot, and I met carolina there and i was like yo this girl is fucking awesome it's just like it was just such a (laughs) great great time uh and then i think carolina you take it over i don't don't know what else to say about that
2: well okay so i was fucking awesome and i was killing it it was a fitness brand type of shoot so like i'm high energy i'm like directing the fitness people like go 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 great job high energy and then mr david lee over here he's helping out but He was making his presence known, you know what I mean? Like he was coming up to me being a great team player and just at the very end, very quickly, again, we didn't, we were doing a lot of things that day. We didn't get to talk a lot, but I just thought you had great energy. You came up to me, introduced yourself, told me like about the narrative works you were working on and guys, this is how it works. In my head, I latched onto it. I was like, okay, like I need to know more DPs. Like I'm always looking to connect with other people creatives who love storytelling. So amazing. And I loved working with Luke too, but I will say after that shoot, you kept like supporting me in everything that I was doing. Right. So I'd posted my stories and you'd always be like, go Caroline. That's amazing. And again, that just sticks with you. And I think guys, again, this is like not like complicated science on networking. This is just staying present again Mm -hmm. and just being a great team player. And so, um, when, Tessa and I ran into a situation where we needed to find another DP. We actually had someone else um, assigned to the project already. I immediately thought of David. Like, literally, within five seconds, I was like, shoot. Sabine was on that call. Yeah, Sabine was like, yo, you're going to need a pivot. Like, start, like, looking elsewhere. And I pulled up. I sent Sabine your profile, uh, David. Oh, he's getting the secret sauce Ooh, today. Man, I'm getting
1: <laughs> all ins and outs.
3: Sabine, what what did you think? What was your impression? Yeah, you sent me your um, Instagram and I was like, reach out to this guy right now. It's <laughs> like, don't hold up. Thanks,
2: Sabine. You said
3: you got like good energy also on set. And I was like, your gut instinct knows when you meet someone on set what their intentions are and it felt good energy right plus the work i was seeing i was like just reach out to this guy right now and then (laughs) and then yeah the rest I
2: did i reached out right then it was that night i remember it was a monday night we were having a little team meeting onboarding you as our associate director and then i dm'd you david what do you do right away you're like let's go carolina i'm gonna i'll send you everything right now and You sent me that night. You sent me an email, or that morning, whatever. It was a quick turnaround time, and I was like, I, I think I asked one other person, but I was like, "Mm, mm, it's David. (laughs) David. We knew it was David. Yeah, yeah, let's go. And and then we (laughs) were off to the races. So that was how our team like came together, and it's been the this magical, this magical trifecta that we had on set. I think, like, for listeners to kind of sum that up is like
0: relationships are so important and like networking is so important, but it doesn't have to be like you know, you're at a networking event and you're passing out your business cards, like, literally, just when you're on set. And you meet people that you get along with, that you vibe with, like, make sure you keep that energy going, you know, like people want to work with people who are easy to work with and fun to work with. And then, yeah, keeping in touch is not hard. Like you don't need to send a thank you card (laughs) every season or something, you know, but just follow people, support them, like check in every now and then, congratulate them on something they're doing. Like, it's It's just little things. Yeah,
2: (laughs) it really is those little things. And I think that was another thing I felt. Like, it's hard to work with a, a DP, at least for me. I was like, that's also my right hand. Like, I need that person for us to both be excited and in, 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 in contact and in communication. And I also wasn't quite there with, I think, the other person I had in mind. And it was... And again, life gets crazy and it's all that, but it just makes a difference when I'm able to feel that energy. And again, like David, you were a constant conversation. Like we were just always chatting since I met you on set and that just meant a lot. I was like, this guy's good energy and we're going to, we're going to make something great. Yeah, I think, again, it's a great story to tell people like how it's not that it's not that hard <laughs> to like start building something and, um and being able to then work together. This was your, both of your first feature films. Uh, am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what made you say yes <laughs> to working with us, not knowing us too, like, like tell us like what, what impressions you had and what drew you to this project?
1: I'll go first. Yeah, I know for me, it was, uh, I mean, a feature has been something that has been on uh the, you know like the the in the back of my mind for for a while, and I was supposed to be on one in twenty twenty and then we all know what happened, and then that you know got got canned it was uh it was actually probably something you would enjoy because it was like essentially like a like a horror like a horror movie in the desert mm-hmm. and some abandoned motel thing you know um but got cancelled, and then you know life just goes on, and people wanted to, to new things but um when you reached out to me and you had uh you know the the intention was having a feature that you had you had already wrote and you were you know basically getting ready to to shoot the whole thing and meeting you on set like it was such a great experience that you know whether you were the director or the producer or or all the above I knew it was going to be like good energy um, and working with other. Yeah, you know, I, I worked with so many different directors and and producers and um like you know agency people and production people that the the biggest thing for me is uh, the vibe has to be good because if, especially if you're gonna spend you know mm-hmm. one week or two weeks or two months or three months it's gonna be a long time so if if you aren't vibing with everyone then for you it's almost like a really bad experience and and it may leave a bad taste in your mouth or, you know, maybe you don't want to do a feature again or something like that. Um, but so one, it was like knowing you, even just for that one day or two days or whatever it was, we were on set. I was like, okay, cool. Currently it's like, she's good people, you know? And then looking at like the other things that you did, I was like, you know, this is, this can be a really good time. And then on top of that was uh, it was a challenge. I'm always someone that's looking for the, the next thing, you know? And uh, unfortunately mm-hmm. for at least for most cinematographers, like including myself that I know it's, a lot of times we just do the same thing over and over and over again you know we're becoming like autopilot and obviously we're still trying to do our, our best That's job and commercial? yeah i mean like is well that, it depends like
2: that, or just even the normal kind of stories you tell is that the normal kind mean? of
1: like stories like non-narrative stuff you know it's uh i think mm-hmm. the only times where you you can kind of really be creative is like usually with like music videos you know since they're creative mm-hmm. in general but you know when you're doing commercials it's pretty much like you know exactly how it's gonna look you you kind of don't need to think about it unless they're asking for something like um, a really cool kind of commercial vibe, you know, but I was like, man, I really Mm got to, you know, push myself as, um, as a DP um, working with other um, heads of department and also, you know, just as, as my growth as a cinematographer. So, you know, there's always things where doing spec work and you can like push yourself, but you know, a feature is a different where I was like, I can actually, you know, be a part of telling a story and also make it look as best as possible. So that's that's why I said yes
0: yeah I just want to go on a really quick actor tangent with that too because like the same thing goes for acting like I I love doing commercials as an actor but it's so funny because anytime it's just like you know a a host kind of talking Mm -hmm. about a product whatever they're always like don't do it commercially like make it real and then that's not what they want because what they end up using is the one that's like and this toothpaste is blah 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 blah, blah." so like you end up just doing the same audition for all of them even though they say they want something different Mm -hmm. they don't so then when I get an audition for something that is a narrative especially something like a feature that i know is gonna have this whole arc and everything like it's so much more exciting for me (laughs) because i do actually get to play
1: it's the same thing yeah even like especially with commercials like you know where there's like like the toothpaste ad or like the cereal box commercial it's always like the you're always gonna get like like the super cheesy gimmick like emotion but you know like it kind of is what it is i've I've, like learned to just accept that you know um but again like even Mm -hmm. Especially for talent too. It's like you get to really like, you know, dive deep into a character and, and how their character art progresses and what happens between all the the different, you know, plot twists and the structure and all that, you know. And then um for, for me coming on as in charge of like the visuals, it's like how do we also tell it through um like the language of the lens and the language of like the lighting and like the camera, if the camera moves or it doesn't move and and things like that. So I had a I had a blast.
2: Yeah, Hell yeah. And I, we had a blast. And yeah. you did an amazing job on the camera and the lighting and all that jazz.
0: Yeah. Um, I think too, it's so cool to have a DP that, you know, well, twofold. First of all, that they come in with their own ideas, they come in with their own expertise. Because I wasn't at a lot of like the um, shot list meetings or anything, but I remember you telling me certain things, like, "Oh my God, okay." Remember this one scene where like we had this idea, but we didn't know how to do it. David came up with this whole plan. Like, it's so great to have somebody to do that, and then also someone who, at the same time, respects that this is your project and exactly. doesn't try to like take it over, you know, and is open to collaborating and finding the best solution together. So. Those are two very important things, I think, with your DP, because, yeah, they're in charge of how it's all going to look. And sometimes it's difficult to really explain what your vision is. So if you have somebody that like really can get you and know how to like the tricks to make it happen, it's amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. I have more to say on that (laughs) because everything you just said is 100% true and how it was working with both of you. Uh, but Sabine, I'm not going to let you shy away. <laughs> Why did you say yes to our gates? <laughs> Other than because you love us. But like, well, that went, too. and as a, your first feature as an associate director, like that's a kind of different support system too, you know? So like what excited you about that opportunity? If it did excite you, which I think it did. Yeah. So talking.
3: Oh, it did. 100%. <laughs>
2: um,
3: I think it was a mix of things. Like, I think for me, I was searching for opportunities in the city I'm in um, for a while of like to be on set for more than just a day or two because I'm so used to just like really short form things Mm. and I was really searching for like this mentorship opportunity to learn more and like David you were saying to challenge ourselves and you know it's rough out here (laughs) like it's just surprisingly it's 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 not as um as okay I'm not gonna roast my own city I should stop
2: there but it's rough and so Well, it's not unknown that LA is a great hub of like, it is the filmmaking city. It is. Let's be real. So,
3: yeah. Yeah. It's like, you got to know, you got to be in the circles. And if you're not in the circles, no one looks at you, kind of thing. So, again, no, maybe it's not like that. Okay. I need to stop there. (laughs) (laughs) But, anyways, I felt like really uh, stuck in a way. And then when you two came to me with that opportunity for a feature, right away, I was like, okay i need to know more because i do want to take this on and i do want this opportunity to like grow and learn but also do a feature and then because it was the both of you and because i at that point we'd already met in person a few times and like we were you know we're already building the friendship too i was like this is going to be so fun because i know your energy and like the the energy that you would bring to set Mm -hmm. um and also it being like a woman run production meant a lot too because a lot of people just kind of talk like yeah we want more women on our set or we want to sign women directors and like you just never hear back <laughs> again. Yeah. um but i felt like you two really and I, I put it in my post at the time too but i was like you really walked the walk like you didn't just say you know mm-hmm. we want this and and didn't you actually acted on it so i think those were it was like a mix of it being a kind of like a woman-led production and then at the same time knowing both of you and then for me as a as a as a filmmaker to like challenge myself so that's why I said yes yeah
0: and I think it was so important that we brought on an associate producer at all because I remember (laughs) like or I'm sorry, sorry, associate director. Um, because I remember in the very beginning of us talking about it, like Carolina was like, I really think I want to direct this. I really want to take that on. And I was like, girl, you're already producing and starring in it. Like, how? How are you going to do that?
2: And it was my vision, so. And I, I like, get it.
0: I respect that. I get it. <laughs> but I was just worried. I was like, how? How is one person going to be able to pull all that off?
2: And you know, I I will say, like, I was hunting. I kept having like actor producers on the podcast and I haven't Mm -hmm. met someone like me (laughs) who I was like I think maybe we had one person but I I, it was scary for me I was like yeah valid points Mm -hmm. but I was like there's got like it's possible like it's got to be possible and I and it's and it was hard because I didn't really meet anyone else who Mm -hmm. had done that before so like thank you for like trusting me. Um, whether you had doubts or not. <laughs> that
0: it I wasn't okay. a doubt in you, it was a doubt in like for anybody to do yeah. all of that.
2: <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. So I I completely agree. Like we needed an associate director and like you held you held the video village. Like you were the one leading the troops, helping David. So could not have done this feature without you. Absolutely not. Like To anyone who is wanting to do the crazy thing of acting, (laughs) producing, directing, starring in your film, you need an associate director like don't 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 do it with that one because she was my eyes, my ears and she both of you, you know, having a DP who understands your vision, we were able to like communicate very well on set and pivot when we needed to, uh, which we'll get into. But yes, I don't want to minimize that at all because it was, couldn't, couldn't have done it without you girls.
0: And especially with, because we had a low budget, because we were shooting in a small amount of days, like, you know, if you are someone that really wants to direct something you're acting in and you have a bigger budget, like, okay, maybe then you do have time to cut, go watch, you know, what you just shot and then redo scene. Yeah. Like we didn't have that time. <laughs> we just couldn't afford that. So that's something else to consider too, if that is a path that you want to go on. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. I would still recommend having, i great. Associate. but I'm just
0: saying if you're like, Oh, well I can't pay an associate director. Well, you're going to pay a lot more having to take 1,000%. all the extra time.
2: So yeah. 1000%. Like that's probably how they, they do it and we recognize that, like we don't have time for that and we need to just get right to the next the next yeah. action. Um, and so to to go to like what our, sh- we call them our shot list parties fam. So in pre-production we had about, I wanna say six to eight, maybe eight shot list I parties. Eight. I think eight, <laughs> I went like six and I'm like, no. <laughs> it was definitely eight um, shot list parties where we spent about probably anywhere from four to five hours that evening going over shots. Like, and I don't know if that's normal. I don't know. And I don't care. Again, I have not, I've just done anything the best way I know how to do it. And I think it, and thank you both, first of all, for being so patient with me as a director, learning how to like navigate the scene. Um, to touch back to what David said earlier about, you, or sorry, it was Tessa. And I meant to point out David about, you know, having a DP who really wants to support your vision and mm-hmm. not just take over with, you know, their own ideas and attitudes. Like, you know, there's a stereotype out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> how certain DPs can be like, especially as a woman, like, hi, like, it's still my movie. Like, you know, like, can I be part of this conversation? And the two of you every single time, every single time would st- like, if I was trying to work out a scene, you would come back to me and be like, well, what do you want? What do you want? Every single time, and I can't tell you how grateful I am. I don't want to get emotional. But I can't tell you how grateful I am to have both of you support me in that way.
1: Yeah, no, that's like the <laughs> most. In, that is the most important part. Like as a as a cinematographer, my my job isn't to isn't you know I didn't write the I didn't write the movie or you know if it's it's a film, but you know in this specific um, instance, you know this is a feature film. You know it's not my script. It's not my vision. It's not. The heart and soul I put into it. My job is to help you know you as the as the director and 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 the writer of the story. How do we actually you know make this happen? How do we put it all together? You know through through lensing, through camera, through color, through uh, emotion, right? Like that's my job. Um, and and I think I would hope that other cinematographers work in that that same fashion. You know, I, I know I know more narrative uh, based cinematographers think in that realm. Um, but I, yeah, I have met other DPs and cinematographers in my, you know, journeys the last seven years that, uh, you know, sometimes I guess just the ego just gets the best of them, you know, and, and they feel like just because they're really, and, you know, by all means, they're really good. They're really good at what, at what they do. But at the same time, it, it's, you know, you should definitely respect like where the story is coming from, you know, like how much like mm-hmm. heart and soul went into Uh, the vision and then the writing of it and then the rewriting of it and then rewriting it again and and you know what I mean so so that's my job is like really supporting you and then Sabine as well like you know how do we all put this together so that way it's the best thing possible
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and I think Sabine you were also really good at that there's I remember one day I know it was in the apartment I don't remember what the scene was but there was something that we were like trying to decide what we wanted to do for it and you know, everyone involved in video Video village had their own ideas and I'm, I'm grateful that they shared that, but it was just a lot of like, almost too many cooks in the kitchen kind of moment. And I remember you Sabine being like, well, okay, Carolina, what do you want? Like basically like, guys, shut up. What do you want? You know, like in the nicest way possible, of course. But yeah, like, you know, to have someone stand up for you and your vision, you know, it's, it means a lot.
3: Yeah. I was going to say like, as On a set, you need to know where you stand. Like, I don't like to think that there's hierarchies, but at the end of the day, it's if there's a director writer, you have to respect their vision. And like, I felt like on the set, David and I, there are a lot of moments where we sort of had to come together with you, Carolina, and kind of ground it and be like, okay, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, voices, opinions going on right now but what do you want and how can we support that mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of where we came in in terms of like how we can support your vision because there was stuff where it's like but you should do this now and, and i'm like but i'm not the director i'm supporting the director so i'm doing what the director would like yeah. um and that comes from a space of me being on sets at times where like i felt like my voice as a director was being over and just like not you know taken seriously mm-hmm. whereas being on this set i was like your voice needs to be taken seriously. So yeah, <laughs> everyone listen. Um, yeah,
2: no, I, I appreciate um, you managing that. That's not an easy position to be in, especially when, you know, we understand what I love about independent filmmaking as a whole and having a smaller crew is mm-hmm. that collaborative experience that Oh, yeah. we can get inspired and want to not like pivot and do something new that we didn't even plan. Like that, those are like amazing moments on set and <laughs> happened a lot for us. I think we we realized all of our long shot list parties that. After we started to work in the space, things I think kind of evolved for us. I, mm-hmm. I I don't know if you both agree. Like once we understood the kind of space more and how we each were up, worked on set, I think we we're able to actually like tweak all of our shots a little bit quicker and found ways to kind of yeah move quicker. I think as a whole. Um, but just to go back to you, Sabine, I think yeah it was. I think very challenging when you have like a lot of directors acting, doing different roles on set. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone of course is respectful and that's why our team was so amazing. But it's hard when you're getting a lot of opinions and I think you did such a beautiful job again of supporting me and David too. And you know, we were running out of time. You were like, but do you want, do you need the shot? Do you want the shot? And I was like, guys, I'm not about to make us all stay late but thank you, thank you. (laughs) that was no, huge.
1: Like, I, I think I, I, I think I probably said it too, but you know the way the way you have to look at it is like you know this this based upon there's so many factors involved. Like there's like you know uh, there's budget things, there's time things, there's crew things. Maybe some people some people can only you know stay for like two days. That's it. They have to go fly somewhere else. You know I've been in those situations, and it's like if you don't get it now, you're you're never gonna get it. And mm-hmm. if you're in post production, you're like, you know, I wish I had that shot. It's like one of the worst feelings I've been there before where you're like, Shit, I, I really yeah. should have gotten that shot. Did it take us an extra half mm-hmm. hour or something like that? Yeah, but at the end of the day it's it's worth it because you know, the it's just a, a horrible feeling when you're finally in the edit and you're putting all the pieces of the puzzle together that you're you know, yeah. that little that little piece, you're like, you know, dang it, I wish I, I got that piece, you know? So that was yeah, my main mm-hmm. thing, is, is even though we were we were if we we're running over um over time or out of time or we were in crunch time it was like hey if you really if you really need this like then let's just let's get it you know
2: yeah and i think i was trying to do that very sparingly again because of money time like basically mainly time like i made a promise i think to all of you (laughs) that i would not be doing like more than 12 hour days on set that is not how i wanted to operate we're all working very hard and it was just something i just wanted to live by and I knew it was kind of crazy <laughs> to shoot what we did in 11 days um and I but I just yeah like I think those moments I really needed I remember yeah there were just distinct moments like where when we were in the black void and or in the apartment there's I can't think of a certain scene but I know especially the last day in the black void there was a couple things where I was like no I need this extra insert mm-hmm. and you were able to help get that little sh- moment in for me real quick and i just can't yeah i appreciate that so much because you you would say to me too david you'd be like this is your movie like this is your movie just tell me what you want but i so i appreciate that
0: yeah (laughs) and if you have a good ad that's really like keeping you on schedule and time, shout out to our AD Pam. Yes. Um, you're going to like make up for that. You know, yeah. like if you take the time to fit this scene in, like somewhere else you're going to shave off some time, you're going to make it work. She did that. You know? yeah. yeah. For us, like we went over time one day and it was 15 minutes and that like never happens. And we were even already, like you said, like fitting it into 11 days was insane. So yeah, it just goes to show like yeah. if your time management is on point, you'll make up for it don't worry
2: yeah i i think that's so true like shout out to pam for also just kind of finding ways to to work with us when we were like so this is actually three more shots um (laughs) saying david you'd always say moments away
1: yes yeah moments away and she'd be like (laughs) like i don't know how long like 45 minutes later i'm like okay we're good (laughs) or something i don't know
2: Yeah, that's why she'd always, so as an AD, they're always asking the DP. This was so fun for me to observe too on a feature. I've never been in that like director seat. So it was just cool to see how y'all worked. And yeah, so the AD will be shouting over to David. So how many, how many minutes you need? How many minutes you need? And David's, yeah, famous answer was moments away, moments away. Which could mean anything from 30 seconds to 30 yes. minutes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> which At first it was supposed to be 30 seconds, but then Pam caught on. She's like, David. <laughs> You sent Moments away five minutes ago, seven minutes ago. And then oh I loved, I loved just observing David. You would just like be like, "Okay, Se- seven minutes, seven minutes, Pam. Yeah.
1: That's always the, that's always the, the, the default. Actually, you know, how I got, I got that from Luke. Although Luke's much better yeah. than, than I am in, in that regard. Cause he'll, he'll say like, yeah, seven minutes. And I'm like, God damn, seven minutes. That's fucking fast, man. You know? So that's always like by default is seven minutes. And I try to, I try to keep it condensed. <laughs> as much as possible. Uh, but yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, we did, we did get it all though. So I'm happy for that. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. yeah. So listeners don't listen to your DP when he says how close you are.
1: Nope. <laughs> lying. Nope. He is hundred percent lying.
2: He's <laughs> not lying. Have a good AD.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what they're there for. Um, yeah. Would do you, do you guys want to talk a little bit about navigating uh, or I guess, navigating those setups when we were doing either the nighttime scenes or the daytime scenes. And like, if there was something that you guys realized um, that helped make things move quicker or things that actually you were like, shit, this does take long. And like, you know, that's what we planned for. For example, like the overhead shots. You know, we knew those those like overhead setups were gonna take longer. But was there anything surprising or something you want to share about like those different kinds of setups with the with the fam or <laughs> regards to time or like things you learned from the night to day scenes? Because that was what was cool. Like I think, um, yeah, Sabine, you especially you complimented David lots on set about the the nighttime like looks oh it (laughs) looks beautiful yeah
3: beautiful
2: beautiful but those took longer right am i right because we're using lighting like versus daylight you know we can play with the sun more
1: yeah that's the biggest thing is uh is you know if you're not shooting in a studio um it's a lot harder to light night interiors and even exteriors uh but more so like night interiors uh, on location because you don't have Uh, a large source of like light coming in from uh overhead or from windows and i talk about this on my podcast a lot too is like you know where 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 you can find um the best uh quality and like direction of light you know so in that situation we actually had to to make the light ourselves and that takes a lot of time especially if you don't have like you know uh like ten thousand dollars worth of like lighting equipment you know you kind of have to do your best but we did and i was actually i was thankful that we actually had all those windows because it helped us to like you know use our big units outside to push light in we had units on the ground we had units overhead um and it was the all the pre-production you know the shotless parties that we did talking about those specific night scenes it's like uh what color do we want what colors do we want what kind of like saturation is it more saturated or you know less saturated and you know, I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me was how can I get this like 90, at least 98% like in camera so that way there's less work for you guys to have to do in post. That's my biggest thing is like, you know, I, I do my best to get like 99% in camera and that 1% is for the colorist to just like make little uh, just to massage it a little bit, little tweaks where they don't have yeah. to spend like hours and hours and hours. Just little things here and there, you know. As someone who who uh like at least for my films, I've colored all my films, and I know how much time and effort it can take, and you botch something pretty bad. Uh, but thankfully, mm-hmm. you know, we had great camera system, we had great uh, lighting, we had we had just enough lighting to get everything. Um in you know in the pocket so to speak uh with the colors the the mood and tone and all that so yeah if anything it it was just like i knew going into the night interiors were going to take longer because we didn't have we had to make our own light um so that's one thing just to be like prepared um prepared for it and working as as fast as possible but also making sure that you do get everything that you need
0: yeah and lighting is so important too and i think people that watch movies and aren't filmmakers like you notice it, but it's kind of almost a subconscious thing, you know, because you can tell when the lighting's fake. You can tell when it's like, it it looks like you're just in like a room with a ring light as opposed to like actual, you know, natural lighting or whatever it is. Like I just watched something on Netflix that A, it made it onto Netflix. B, it had multiple name talent and it was a decent movie. Like it was a fun, like kind of campy horror comedy. But the lighting was so oversaturated the entire time. And then the night scenes looked like it was like fakely lit. Like it was the lighting was so bad. I was like, this is a professional movie.
2: Like, come on, you guys. That that right there. I'm just going to add one note that you both brought up when we were planning the nighttime scenes and I wanted these like. Uh, purpley magenta blue like colors you know with the lighting and we were like okay but we can't just have random colored lights in mm-hmm. the apartment that doesn't like just just shining down on you guys like all of a sudden you're kind of purple why why that doesn't make sense and I just oh my god love you guys so much <laughs> you were like so how do we make this look practical in the world and like okay like maybe they have actual like under tv lights and like you know lights coming from the light bulbs that were blue and magenta you know because we like behind us like people have like um you know led uh, rgb kind of light going through their homes (laughs) what's that Galaxy. galaxy yeah we wanted like this galaxy kind of light happening and I thought that was such a good point to not make her film look like what you just watched, where yeah. it's like this just feels so random and fake and not part of the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. So up, I appreciate- yeah, yeah, I know. It's like same feeling too. And I and I think like, you know, going through the pre production process, especially uh especially with like Sabine, cause I I saw the stuff that she was already doing that I knew she had like that or, that the eye already that if we were doing anything like weird on set, especially with like the night interiors, I knew that she would like she'd be able to call me out and say, hey, that doesn't look right. Or, you know, something just is off because she has like enough experience to know like what looks right, you know? Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, Sabine, why don't you talk to us about that? How did you observe the lighting and things that, you know, you were able to kind of navigate?
3: I mean, I definitely started to kind of understand more like the time that goes into it to really perfect a shot like I- i'd seen it in obviously music videos and sometimes you know when you're in a rush i'm like what are we still waiting for and it's like light i'm like oh, okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> <It's>
0: worth <laughs> it to wait but
3: yeah on this set, i think i really saw the importance and like how lighting can make or break a scene or film and like why it's important to really try to nail that as much as we can like i think especially for the night scenes i was like If we got to wait a bit longer to just get this lit the way that we need to, Mm -hmm. like, Pam, can we do that? And then (laughs) kind of see it from there. Um, I also, I think I, I, I mean, I knew going onto a set, whatever you do in pre-production, something's going to change once you hit set. Like that's, that's, you know, sometimes it doesn't, but I felt like I learned a lot with the, with the shots. Um, Like I felt like the shots that we did during our shot list party versus being on the set, it was like. Oh, we actually might not need this, or maybe this can be just one shot and now, like I know, always have like a master shot and and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That um seeing it play out in real time with David, um, how you were going about the setups and then also balancing, like you said, we have limited days, limited time, um, really put things into perspective of like just how to be even more organized on mm-hmm. like for my like for my work kind of thing, because I felt like it was a really
0: organized set. Um hope I'm answering the question yeah yeah. yeah yeah that makes me think of another question do you guys feel like um like the shot list parties translated well to being on set do you feel like a lot changed and is there something that you would do differently in the prep um to make things more efficient or anything like that
3: uh I mean, on my end, I think I think it translated well, like I think the overall vision that we were going for was executed, but I think again, it was a thing of like when you're on set, it was clear that okay, sometimes you just need these key three four shots, and you don't need those little filler ones, like you can get it all in one, let's say, or we can go about it differently. so I think that was the thing that was interesting to see is like we almost were enhancing our shot list and not making it super uh like condensing it but at the same time enhancing it that's kind of mm-hmm. what i got from seeing what we had written first being on the set and i think every single day we learned more on how to how to do that and i think it turned out even better than what we had planned in my opinion yeah
1: uh, for me it was mostly just like uh like i think it was just really the the lighting for me was when we originally you know we're talking through like the shotless parties and the the mood and tone you know uh i remember you sort of wanted more of like like the hazy desat like the hazy um uh you know not like super full sun bright la kind of vibe you know originally and we were we were pretty much living in that for like months and then by the (laughs) time like production was starting i was like oh i think it's just going to be straight up like la sun so it was a huge pivot um for for my team and i but at the end of the day it's like i knew going into it that if we just tweak little things here and there that we could definitely get everything that uh that you needed but so the the pre-production like the shotless parties were so useful because they it allowed us to it allowed allowed all us, you know between you and, and sabine and myself to understand like what shots do we want what are like you know wish list shots what are like absolutely necessary shots and then being able to plan them with uh, uh, with Pam, getting it all like on a on an actual like logistical schedule, and then like Sabine said, it's like you know many times when you actually are on set, things change. You know, especially when you're shooting on like location, like you know you're you're pretty much at the subject to the weather. You know, unless it's even if you know what if it was like raining for some of those days, or you know what I mean, like that would have changed a lot of things. So um, being able to like go with your shot list helps you to be like okay this is what what we want and on the day if things change then cool then things change and we kind of just uh pivot and, and go about it the best way we can
2: I completely agree and I think um it was really cool to see my wish list shots come to life I, I actually we got most of the ones I wanted mm-hmm. including well, we didn't know fam we I wanted these like high angle surveillance shots didn't know if that would be a good setup what what's that to me
3: so I was gonna say I love those.
2: <laughs> obsessed? Are we obsessed? We're obsessed. Those looked so good. You killed it. Because we didn't know practically how tall are these ceilings? Can we set up set it up right quickly and not waste a lot of time on it? But it is me and my editor right now are talking through those moments, and it's so exciting because he totally gets the translation and the mood of who that our camera. The character our camera plays in the film being very watchful and following and I think it's so cool that we got those shots um we got an overhead rig set up for the nightmare bedtime scenes mm-hmm. and I mean like dude that's gonna make such a difference and I think it's just so important um like what you said to have you know, what we worked on was the must have shots and then the wish list ones. And that's kind of how we were able to navigate, okay, what's possible, what's not possible. And we just kind of had to do it really quickly on set. <laughs> um, but we did have, I think we had two tech scout days, fam, kind of not really. We had one, we had a tech scout mm-hmm. day and we had a load in day that yeah. we tried to kind of like a text, like yeah. further technical Setup, <laughs> which wasn't a lot of time but we're so we we were able to make that work too so that's something that went into it as well fam for the preparation of like trying to understand this space that we now like have to navigate with the change of weather like literally may gray june gloom and then july was just bright hot sun it was record-breaking temperatures <laughs> um yeah so whew, that we would have if we had the money soon <laughs> would have been able to maybe do it in June but again everything happens for a reason and that was honestly like again the best time. Speaking
3: speaking of weather I just have a really funny memory in like Video Village where the AC was always on and off like the second the take would be done we're like turn on the AC and then when we're about to roll Pam was like is the AC off and then for me I was like I'm getting cold turn off the AC. (laughs) so funny
2: um it was
3: really hot yeah but i just thought about that memory so it was, oh yeah because we
2: had the and ceiling windows so eventually the apartment started baking and we can't have the ac on and so i remember too like i like i forget so whoever it was could not get, we had rotating pas fam so like not everyone knew how to work the ac system so my, i would like just be before on and off takes myself just going turning it on turning it off be like okay now panic attack now in character let's go. <laughs> Like it was, it was a fun navigation of things. Um, Sabine, I want to ask you, what was it like directing actors um, when I wasn't able to step in and direct myself or, <laughs> or, you know, like talk to you, what was it like, you know, working with us a bit? Cause I think you did a really great job just navigating things for at least, you know, for when I needed like a little bit of, okay, we should do it more like this, but yeah. Like, um, what was it like for you?
3: honestly it was it was really great like it was a really lovely experience I think I I kind of went in um with a better understanding of who the characters were just from reading the screenplay more and like Mm -hmm. especially when we're doing shot breakdowns because we have the screenplay side by side so being able to kind of go a bit more in depth so I think I um I would say a lot of it was pretty straightforward, because I think you both understood your characters. And from a director perspective, it was very clear. Like there were a lot of things where I felt like I didn't even need to necessarily step in. But then I think there were moments where I was like, okay, how can we step into your character a bit more for the more um, intense scenes Mm -hmm. and be like, how can we? like elevate that for the both of you um and I felt like in general though the chemistry was there so there was a lot of things that I think were set in pre-production that made the job easier in terms of directing actors um I think the extras was more interesting because I hadn't met them I didn't know them I don't say extras the addition the secondary characters Mm -hmm. um so that was more that was more interesting too uh having to uh navigate that Um, but overall I felt like it was, it was pretty straightforward, but it was cool to see it in video village and then watch it through the monitor and be like, okay, maybe we can do this. Like for the date, uh, I don't want to ruin too much, but there was, um, there was a date and someone (laughs) and so basically having to direct him when he was standing a certain way i felt like okay just one little movement in his body and the way he's standing is gonna give off the the exact energy that you were looking for in the screenplay Mm -hmm. because the way he was standing initially it didn't feel it felt kind of like but then when i told him like just shift your arm a bit like this all of a sudden you had a different energy coming from him yeah Yeah.
0: so literally everyone in video village was like whoa i (laughs) (laughs) I
3: remember Thank Thank um it's interesting to see how like uh body movements play such a, a cool part in the characters. Um so yeah, that was my that was my experience. Yeah.
0: Well, to kind of wrap this all up, I'd love to hear, and we probably kind of covered this a little bit, but if you guys have any kind of takeaways from this experience of either things that you would do differently next time, I promise we won't be offended. (laughs) We're all learning Um, or things that you, you know, learned that you definitely want to carry on for next time. Um, The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. (laughs) I
1: I think, I think if anything for, for me as a, uh, as a cinematographer, it would be, you know, uh, understanding like the script as best as possible, you know, I think that's like the most important thing because without understanding the script from like head to toe, it's really difficult for for me to do my job because you know it's it's what exactly are we what type of story are we trying to tell? You know, it's like you're lighting things and you know putting the camera in a certain place that's like autopilot for the for the vast majority of us, you know. But when it comes to like you know what what quality of light do you want and like how much saturation do you want or how little saturation do you want or um camera movement right all that kind of stuff plays into to the mood and tone and the feel of like the script itself so you know i, I think if anything um I, I read the script like multiple times and then getting on the day as the days were progressing you can literally see like how the characters are evolving in real time and then i think that gives you a better idea to work with, like. The director, the associate director, the people—you know—really involved. Like, um, at the end of the day, of who's calling the shots, right? It's like you know, I, we can see the characters evolving, and and how how can I, as the cinematographer, do um, an even better job of bringing these like performances uh, to life? You know, especially like the very again, I don't want to spoil anything, but the very like climactic end of the movie. It's it's very um, especially if you're crunched on time. It's like, hey, you really have to know like what these two people are going. Through what they have been going through, and now you're at this like the pinnacle of the film, you know, like you you know, like be be so invested in it, so that way it's the best you they can get the best performance out as possible.
2: Yeah, I love that, David. Um, again, thank you for giving us that space and for always coming back to me with what what's the motivation in the scene, what's the mood of the scene. Those were all questions that you were always asking me when we're going over a shot, and Mm -hmm. I think that again just help make the right decisions as a director to always be asking those questions. Just always, just always ask, all right, if I'm stuck here, what is the motivation? What is the mood? Like, what are we trying to get across? And you can better make those decisions um, when when you need to.
3: For me, it's interesting. I think it, it really helped me. And what I learned is like finding the importance of finding your voice as a director. Um, I felt like after Sync and that experience, I really became more firm in terms of like this is the shot we're going with this is what we're gonna do versus being kind of like passive almost or feeling like uh is this what you want I don't know kind of thing but just being like no we're even in the way I say action now I'm like I, when I first started I'd be like and action now I'm like action bro. <laughs> like <started. laughs> I feel like it really boosted uh my confidence and I think that comes from the crew that you're around the tone of the set I always say was the just such a great environment like it really brought out such great sides of all of us and so for me I definitely learned the importance of being firm as a director standing your ground and sometimes almost eliminating background noise and really being like okay what's what are we trying to bring to life here and let's focus on that Um, and I always say I learned more in 10 days on sync than I have in 10 months here. Um, And that all comes from, and in like the best way, and that comes from just being around such incredible crew and seeing like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I felt like as the days evolved, we just got better almost. Like there were things the first day that maybe I felt a bit less confident as a, as a, you know, associate director on the set. And then as the days progressed, I became more like, okay, let's get it going role um so I really learned to stand my ground I felt like that experience for me made me I, I said it in the on Instagram but it really made me feel like myself again which was a very and like I just hadn't felt that way in years and I think again that comes from a having a very good set environment and that tone is set by the both of you like it was just such a lovely like if you told me tomorrow to go to sleep wake up and go back on sync I'd be like yeah
2: <laughs> <We> literally <laughs> love, love to hear happened.
1: it <laughs> thousand percent yeah i know i i honestly like for 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 all of us and for myself included like it it, i think after like the second day you know i've seen like everything come to life you know like i literally i literally told myself like dude this looks like something i would watch on netflix like it, it had the quality not just in the performances but like the wardrobe the makeup the the set design um Even like imagining like the type of uh, background sound effects and like music and all that kind of stuff, I was like, dude, this literally looks like something I would be like seeing like you know you know in Netflix or or HBO they always put like the top ten or most popular or whatever like like dude this looks like something that would be on there you know so I'm very very happy that uh, we're able to make it happen and I had a fucking fun time hands I had had an awesome time for those eleven days that we're on set like downtown L A studio black void stuff like it was all great so i definitely want to say thank you guys for for having me and sabine was always is so awesome to work with you too like to have like an associate director as as like talented and as like good as you are it was like it like i couldn't ask for more so thank you also
3: same with you david and i felt like we all just um vibe so well like it was so easy working with you like i've worked with so many dps out here and like the experience i had with you was just amazing like it was and the energy too like i've never had such a hype dp let's go between every
2: talk <laughs> i'm like all
3: right cool
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's go um,
3: I, I will say one last thing too is like i think is one of the few sets where i can look back and actually just think of a hundred memories that were just so funny and like so fun that if I I literally yesterday night was going through the videos and I was like, Oh, I miss the walkies and like just like those fun little, um,
0: like even inside jokes on set. Um, uh, so that it's all well- yeah. the time when Sabine thought that the police were on our walkie talkie, but it was actually just the walkie talkie being like batteries almost dead or
3: whatever.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's the police, we have to
0: evacuate.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, to be fair, it's like my first time in like you know downtown LA. I come from. <laughs> quietest city like vancouver versus all the time being there and i'm like oh my god the cops are she yeah. was like what's wrong with this girl i was like i don't sorry i was i yeah i'd never been on my body was adjusting to these long hours and then i i was just tripping out a lot of the time <laughs>
2: yeah sabine um and i would ride to sabine stayed with me throughout this whole experience which is also important like i needed someone who would be like living with me throughout this whole experience and again i'm glad it was you but man did we have some fun times (laughs) (laughs) i think we need to tell the story about her last night
3: okay um we have to do this one's just too good so um carolina and i were in the same room and this was the last night after the black void and like i flew out after we wrapped the black void like a few hours later i was flying back to vancouver so (laughs) i told carolina i was like i gotta be up at 3am like my alarm's gonna ring at 3 i gotta pack up and go but like you don't have to wake up blah blah blah, it's fine um
2: so i backstory backstory (laughs) i always have to interject backstory is this girl will set set up three alarms before the first alarm so our first night on set I was like why is there an alarm at 5 a.m like 4 a.m 5 a.m 6 a.m can we like not do this like you're like because I won't fall back asleep and like that's just I'm that's how I work so I told her when she had her like you know 3 a.m flight I'm like can you please not set up three alarms like, Can we not do that so you could do it
3: so I try not to do that, um, but I kept getting paranoid at night. I was like, "I'm gonna miss my flight. I'm gonna miss my flight." Because I'd work the next day, so I kept checking my phone. And then at one point, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I go to check, one a.m. One a.m. I go to check my phone. I'm like, "Oh, okay, it's only one." Turn my phone around. I go back to sleep. I turn around. <laughs> And then Carolina, who I thought was dead asleep, looked at me and just screamed. And she was like, "It felt like a, a scene from saying, She's like, "You're still here!" And I was like, "What?" And then she fell back asleep. And I was like, and then and then literally, I was like, and then I fell back asleep. And then afterwards, when I woke up to go to the to the airport, and she woke up again, I was like, "Did you scream in my face at one a.m.? She were like." <laughs> I, yeah, like David, it was like the scene from Sync, like in the bedroom or something. When I was like, like it was. She just looked at me and just screamed, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> so good. And then we kept texting about it after because I was tripping out because wow. we're, we're so exhausted from like set, right? So I'm just like, is this actually happening? And I don't think I even processed it. I was just like, I just got
2: screamed at. Went back to sleep. <laughs> it was like this poor girl she's just checking the time and i scream at her and i i I accuse her i'm like why are you still here like you should leave and i love that i just go right to sleep like i just knock right out i turn over and done and that's why i couldn't even like i to i'm like did that actually happen because i don't know if that was a dream was i still on sync like i was i was isla still
3: it was <laughs> definitely like an isla thing and i was like i'm not Devin girl like you don't scream. Like,
1: like,
3: anything yeah that was so even like after we'd wrapped up the last day we still were having those like memories you know building That's and true. like i still think about that sometimes just laugh randomly <laughs> like i'm like it's just too good.
2: I'm going through all the BTS, uh, which, you know, fam, I'm doing for our Patreon family and some of our donors. And eventually it will be released to the masses. But going through all the BTS, like, man, like, there's just moments you forget, like moments of David, I'm like, hugging you. And I'm like, Oh, we just did this. And it's just so sweet. And I'm, and I, I just, you know, those little moments you forgot, like, what was it like, because it starts to become a blur when when you're doing mm-hmm. it for, you know, 10 days. Um, But I definitely tried to take in those moments and be like, wow, this is really special. And uh, yeah, it felt like home. Like with you guys, it was just the best family vibe. Like I really felt I could rely on you guys and, and joke and yeah, have those memories, which I think for Tessa and I, that was the most important thing. Like coming out of this, we wanted it to be like, this kind of experience you don't get to make a feature every day so why would you want to have a horrible time <laughs> and be stressed out and not prepared like that we were like no we're we're gonna make this like really special and yeah i hope we get to do it again
1: 100
2: well sabine and
0: david please share with our listeners how they can find you social media if there's anything you want to promote let us know
3: um well you can find me at Sabine K film on I think every platform Instagram, YouTube, um Instagram that's kind of all where I, I run. <laughs> so yeah, that's my that's my page. Yay.
1: Uh, and then for and me, uh most of my social media between Instagram uh and YouTube which I recently did start making YouTube content again. Uh so if you're looking for filmmaking tips or Product reviews, you can find uh, my YouTube channel at David Lee. Same thing with my Instagram. Uh, I do have a podcast as well called Inspire, Design, Create. Uh, It's really for uh, solo filmmakers and uh, business owner operators uh, trying to, you know, for people who really want to get into the industry but don't know how to and what to expect. You know, we talk a lot about like the business side of things as well as uh, cinematography um and then on top of that uh my my recent short film is still on the festival circuit so um if you want to check that out you can probably find it on my instagram there'll be links on there um it's a martial arts drama so if you're into that kind of stuff you know take give it a watch
2: yeah oh yeah and that's at david lee right
1: yes
2: and and sabine you're also working on a youtube series i forgot about that until you <laughs> <laughs> out
3: yeah um check out beyond the screen tv it's a series for filmmakers by filmmakers where we basically give a voice to those beyond the screen so a lot of us that don't often get to voice our opinions on the growing industry um so check it out there's like a really cool two new episodes about actors and videographers and we did one on ai and stuff so
2: yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Yes. Well, thank you both for everything you've done for us, continue to do for us and for coming on today. I think it's really cool to, you know, our our listeners have heard us talk about SYNC so much and heard us talk about you guys, but to get to, you know, meet you guys, hear your side of the story.
2: Yeah, I think this was a great way to like recap, like our, our shared pain, our shared joy, our shared memories of, of working on a feature. That was, you know, a big feat for doing what we did and we fucking killed it. So I love you guys. <laughs> um, and I I will have you back on the show again for sure. Let's let us let us hear a David Lee shout out. Yeah, we need one.
1: We need one to end it. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening to Femme Regard Podcast. If you like what you hear, tune in every Friday for more tips on the filmmaking business and
2: insightful conversations with
0: industry professionals.
2: We can only grow with your support. So please subscribe, share, rate, and review. You can also join the FemFam on Patreon. For more on us, check us out at femregard.com.